0: And my number one prototyping tool is, drum roll, Microsoft Word, son, because Microsoft Ooh. Word is awesome for prototyping. Word. You can do so much in it, you can bring in images, yeah. you can make them fly <laughs> all across, you know, pop in that Word art yeah. over top of it. Yeah. It is so incredible. Microsoft Word, shout out Microsoft, best prototyping tool, I'm yeah. totally joking. My number one prototyping tool is
1: Welcome to Friends Who Design, a show about UX and product design. I'm Dennis Camacho. And I'm John Angelo. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about prototyping tools. So before we begin, let's talk about what is a prototype?
0: Yeah, a prototype is an interactive simulation of what you want your interface to be. Prototyping is about creating a model of what you're trying to build. And in the product design world, it's centered around allowing you to communicate and test the flow of an interface. Yeah. yeah. So why do we prototype in this?
1: Yeah, a couple of those reasons why we prototype could be to validate our design decisions. It could also be to test internally as well with our users. Uh, we prototype to get as close as possible to that true experience of the products that we're designing. Um, so let's talk about a few of, of these prototyping tools. And before we dig into our first prototyping tool, let's talk about how we broke it down and this level system that we created. Yeah,
0: we broke them down into four levels. Level one being the easiest to learn and typically fastest to create a prototype in, mm-hmm. all the way up to level four, being a little harder to learn and usually a little bit more time consuming to create prototypes.
1: So for someone like me and my brain capacity, I would probably stay in level one. Um, So let's talk about level one. Let's get right into it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. The first tool we'll be discussing dropped around the year Jesus died in 32 AD by our boy, Kowloon of the Han dynasty. <laughs> Shout out to Kowloon. Let's drop some flex bombs for Kowloon. <laughs> Cause this guy is the guy that invented good old fashioned paper. It's an effective prototyping tool for quick conceptual work. Like at YouTube, for example, my design partner for YouTube chat, Annie Tang and I often got together and we just like, you know, just sketch things out on paper, mm-hmm. you know, cut things up, pop them on some popsicle sticks, <laughs> And you know, test out our interactions just right in front of each other, just to kind of give an idea and sync up about what we had in mind yeah. for certain interactions.
1: That sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it's actually really fun. And sometimes we'd even like have like you know joint brainstorming sessions with some of our target mm-hmm. market. We bring in like one time for YouTube chat, we brought in teenagers and got them to like sketch out the things that would make their perfect chat app. Yeah. And uh, we cut things up, you know, and did presentations <laughs> with popsicle sticks and all kinds of yeah. things. Uh, and uh, they enjoyed it. We enjoyed it, and uh, you know, we got uh, we got some good ideation going yeah. on just from that.
1: Are there any cons to that?
0: Yeah, the biggest con, really, the paper prototyping, is that sometimes it could be a little unrealistic, and like it kind of relies really heavily on your imagination, <laughs> right. and that you can have an idea for something that you'd be like trying to show, <laughs> yeah, you know, with your uh, with your paper, but like the other person just can't catch that yeah, vision sure. or vice versa. But overall, it's a great, you know, inexpensive, fun team building activity, and great for the early work, the early ideation cool. work.
1: So what about our second prototyping tool in level one? So our second tool is a tool called POP
0: prototyping on paper and kind of like, you know, continues on from that idea of sketching things out on paper, except for after that you add them to this application, this Mm -hmm. iOS application that allows you to import these images and then create hotspots over top of them to piece them together. Right. And so there you can just like, you know, add a hotspot and just create a tap through prototype Mm -hmm. that allows you to get a quick, easy idea of what the interaction could be, but on an actual phone. Yeah. So it takes things up to the next level. Very cool. Yeah. This tool was acquired by Marvel recently and Mm -hmm. uh, generally they wanted to keep it lightweight in order to be a good companion to their suite of prototyping tools. So it's very much, you know, simple on purpose. It's good for, Quick, simple prototyping. Mm,
1: perfect, cool. So that's all for level one. So I'll kick things off and talk about Envision. Envision is a fast to learn, fast to build prototyping tool that has like uh, a really good and very powerful communication feature that it's great for you and your team. Um, it's a it's a prototyping tool that's really used for screen-by-screen interactions and it has some basic gestures and animations. It's not the fanciest tool, but it gets the job done. Envision um, has some great features like integrations, for example, with like everyday productivity tools such as Slack and Trello, along with like you know other popular ones. Um, One of their newest features is called Inspect, which is this is the one uh, one of the features I'm most excited about. It allows you to create style sheets, export assets to your developers and even like code. I haven't tested the code feature yet, but I'm hoping it's good. Uh, They also have a sketch plugin called Craft. Now, this uh, this plugin specifically is really important to me because at LinkedIn we use it for um, importing like real data into our designs we also use it as a design library so it speeds up our our uh, you know product design process our design system team uses this throughout LinkedIn and it's been amazing but yeah so let's get into the next one John uh, what about Apple keynote all right keynote now
0: keynote is a tool that's very popular it's a repurpose prototyping tool because obviously keynote is you know centered around presentations but a lot of designers like to use this tool to come up with quick, easy prototypes to kind of like, you know, give an idea or show an idea that they have in mind. So you just plop, you know, your mocks in between different slides and you can use transitions to like, you know, make things appear to be happening, like, you know, panels coming up and down and Mm -hmm. whatever gesture you're trying to show. You know, so it's a great tool for that. It's repurposed. So it's not, you know, great for actual, you know, testing. In fact, you can't really test with it. Uh, There's a mobile version of Keynote, but it's not really geared (laughs) to that at all. So it doesn't really work out well. But if you just wanna like quickly put together something show it to your team or test yeah. it out amongst yourself, it is a great tool. Um, and I wouldn't really do too much with it beyond that.
1: Awesome, cool. So what about our next one, which is Axure?
0: Yeah, moving on to our next tool, Axure. This is the ultimate wireframing tool. uh yeah it's great for wireframing and just overall information architecture and uh, the pros is that you can put together complex wireframe style you know interactive prototypes Mm -hmm. with it and you can share them with your team via their like internal built-in thing called ax share yeah um so yeah it's great for that the cons are that it's incredibly pricey um (laughs) like the prices of all of the tools on our list yeah and uh, there's no built-in device specific templates nor a true plugin environment but um, it, you'll be surprised how many things you can put together, like you know, drop down to whatnot. It's definitely geared toward desktop and yeah. definitely great responsive layouts when you're yeah. prototyping, but uh, not too much beyond that.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the next one. And I believe this is our last one on, on this level, Marvel.
0: So our next tool is Marvel. Since the POP acquisition, Marvel's really stepped up its core app by adding more advanced features that step into the zone that Pixate left off. And Pixate was one of my favorite older tools that's no longer around after being acquired by Google. But, um, yeah, the pros to Marvel is that it's quick and easy to use, mm-hmm. allows for easy gesture and transition work. And so for that reason, they can like, you know, perform about at least like 50% of the things that you're likely to do with the application. Um, but the cons are that it's like, you know, in the monthly payment game, yeah. which is something that I don't particularly care for yeah. personally. I, you know, yeah, yeah. It makes things very complicated on the corporate level because right. you know, corporations have tend to be, you know, good with just buying an application, mm-hmm. but like the monthly thing is always like a, a hurdle. And uh, it's a little underpowered, but it's perfect for the level two position tools.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I like Marvel a lot. I compare a lot to InVision. Uh, but it's a great, great tool.
0: Oh, and one other thing too with Marvel, I started with Marvel because it was the only tool at the time that allowed for Apple Watch uh, prototyping. So I created a, a bunch of really cool Apple yeah. Watch prototypes using it. So I really admire them for actually taking the step to try to build something you know, that at least worked and allowed you to do something very simple for a watch awesome. prototyping. Yeah,
1: cool. All right, so let's get into our level three category and our first prototyping tool on level three is Hype.
0: So Hype is a tool that I love because it's both page-based and time-based, so it reminds me of prototyping back in the old days in Flash. Um, It's also like Keynote Extended a bit because you can organize your views into Keynote-like slides and use transitions to actually create the effects between views. It also has great video support, so you can work over top of video, which is especially effective when I was working at YouTube. It's also great for animating things because of the timeline format. This is something where apps like Plinto and Principle come up short a little bit. There's also easy built-in features for responsive layouts, and everything done within Hype can be exported to HTML5, so that you can use it for testing for pretty much every device which is especially effective when you're working with a researcher and you know not having to actually pull out a particular device or you know version of a phone to test things with. You can literally test in anything. Hmm. You can also use Hype to create full out interactive websites like presentational centric ones for like marketing campaigns and whatnot, but nothing really super hardcore. And cons are that animations don't always appear to be device accurate. So you have to like do a lot of like, you know, hands on tuning to get things to look exactly right. And, um, or, you know, by exactly right, I mean, like, you know, exactly as they would appear within, like, iOS, like, bounce effects and whatnot. Right. And simple gestures, like pinch to zoom, can be very complex to form in timeline styles of editing. So doing things in Hype can require a lot of trickery that is a little easy for video editors to do, but not for others. But uh, overall, Hype is a great tool, one of my favorites, and it's at an easy price point of $99. Mm. So let's talk about our next tool.
1: Yeah, our next tool is uh, Principle. So Probably one of the most impressive things about Principle is that it was created by one single person um, who happens to be an ex-Apple employee. I think some minor parts of Principle was contracted, but the majority of the work was made by one person, and I think that's super cool. Um because of its background at Apple is the reason why I think Principle is well built and well designed. So when you launch Principle, it feels like a Mac application that you've probably used before. It definitely does. Yeah. And that's probably why just about every designer loves to use this tool or at least likes it in some sort of way. Uh, Principle is a prototyping tool that uses a timeline approach. So if you're used to working in video applications, like After Effects, maybe even Hype, uh, you'll feel right at home. I think Principle really shines at animations, interactions, and it's good for designing screen by screen, but it can get a little hard to design past a certain number of screens. But unless you're trying to design a full app experience, you'll, you'll probably be fine. Um, one of my favorite features uh, in principle is the components feature. It kind of works like symbols in sketch, except it's uh, you know, with animations and, and interactions. And they're basically reused design elements that you can use in multiple places within the design and within the prototype. Um, it's another popular tool that we use at LinkedIn and we use it with our design systems team uh, to do component-based design.
0: Awesome. And like uh, like Hype and like Flinto, it's also ninety nine dollars.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Our next prototyping tool is Flinto.
1: Yeah. Flinto is an amazing tool that has some similarities to principle. It's great for animation, gestures and complex interactions. But here's where Flinto separates itself from all the other prototyping tools. Designing screen by screen in Flinto is really easy. And to be honest, you can probably design an entire app experience in Flinto, which I don't think you can do, or maybe it would—it would be really hard to do with other prototyping tools. Like many of the prototyping tools today, um, it has an iOS app that you can test your prototypes in. You can actually download the prototype into your phone and take the phone with you to the woods or wherever you like to go to prototype your designs in. Yeah, well, this
0: is especially effective by the way for testing. Uh, I love being able to just pass off a prototype to like researchers and, uh, yeah. and they can just like you know pull it up without having to be connected to the computer that I prototyped in and whatnot. So it's really cool for that.
1: Yeah. My favorite part of Flinto and the reason why I would choose Flinto over any other prototyping tool is behavior design, which this feature allows you to do just about any kind of micro interaction that you can think of. Yeah, it's
0: really cool. It's one of the best additions they put out to Flinto last year.
1: Oh, yeah. And the Mac application is beautiful. Everything from the UI to the iconography, it's all well polished and it's possibly the best design out of all the prototyping tools. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. So the next tool we're gonna to talk about is Animate CC by Adobe. It's formerly called Edge Animate and it's another time-based tool. One of the great pros to it is that like hype, it also allows you to export things to HTML5 and there's easy integration with Photoshop and Illustrator because it is a Adobe tool. And the cons are you know, the Adobe subscription again, which is $19 a month unless you have like the Adobe super subscription of $49 a month. So it makes a little bit of a tricky task to put together, especially for corporate reasons, but great tool nonetheless.
1: Yeah. And another uh, tool from Adobe that's also on our list is After Effects.
0: Yeah. After Effects has a special place in my heart. Mostly because whenever you have a designer on your team using After Effects, these are usually one of the best designers at the company because it shows that they have such a great attention to Mm -hmm. detail and they want everything to look exactly as they plan it out in their mind. Yeah. It's a time-based repurpose tool. It's a video editor tool made for video effects, not made for prototyping at all. But it allows you to have that motion supremacy to create things like you want them to be with video editing. You can't test with this tool at all Mm -mm. (laughs) because it's repurposed so it just allows you to export things to video files but it's a great tool for showing things exactly as you want them to be other con adobe subscription once again (laughs) but great for presentational reasons
1: and that does it for level three we're gonna jump right into level four which is the granddaddies of all daddies uh and it's two tools (laughs) Choo-choo. <laughs> two tools. Two tools. <laughs> two tools. That are, um, you know, just the best of the best. John, let's talk about origami, which is the first one.
0: All right. Origami. So these are tools that are very popular at Facebook. And there tends to be two camps at Facebook. The origami camp and the framer camp. Ooh. All right. So origami. Origami is essentially layer-based. The pros are... It's limitless. Like, I haven't come across anything that I've thought of that I can't put together with an origami. Right. It's centered around logic, which is a like pro or con depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you can actually create, like, uh, use live iOS features like camera and such within origami. So you can, you know, have very, very realistic looking prototypes to test with people. Super cool. It also has an incredible companion app for testing and a huge community. Um, So some of the cons to it are, like I mentioned before, it's centered around logic, so Mm -hmm. it can be a little complicated to put together things if you're not super engineering minded. And most interactions are formed by dragging noodles, which can be very messy and complicated to keep track of. Yeah. I actually, uh, like, you know, one of my favorite things about working on my team at Facebook is that, you know, there are a lot of like prototypes lingering around from Mike Mattis, which is one of my favorite designers. Yeah. And his origami prototypes are some of the most complex things I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. You'll open them up and for a very simple interaction, since he was so perfectionist, it'll be like hundreds of noodles dragging, you know, going <laughs> back and forth across each other. And like, yeah, I don't even know how he keeps track of these yeah. things much less someone coming in, trying to edit over top of them. Sounds so, messy. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be a little bit of a mess to keep up with. I even have a hard time like remembering what my noodles do, <laughs> you know, like two weeks after I've done something. But, uh, you know, the the pro once again, is that you can do mo- close to anything. I put origami prototypes in front of people, even developers on my team, and they, you know, initially think it's an actual application. Wow. So uh, so that's great. Um, that's cons really cool. are dissecting it, building over top of other people's prototypes and right. whatnot. But awesome tool, and you can actually
1: use real data with it. Yeah, big community too. Um, so let's talk about the next one, which is Framer. The scary beast with the code <laughs> tattoo across its belly. Framer life. Framer for life. Um, Framer used to be a framework that you would download from GitHub. It started at Facebook from a group of guys who were acquired by Facebook at that time. Of course, now they're independent. They've been that way for a while. And today, it's a code-based prototyping tool with a tiny mix of visual editing. And maybe you're wondering, well, what can I do with Framer? And that's an easy answer. It is just about anything. Seriously. It's similar to origami, which you could probably just do anything you could think of. Um, even some VR work, which if you're into that stuff, it's super cool. You can bring in real data, you can work with API. So it's really good for prototyping, especially like user testing, um, with APIs and real data. So it's, it shines there, but all this comes with a cost and that cost is that you have to code. It's code-based, so with that said, um, it is CoffeeScript, and CoffeeScript is a library of JavaScript. So it's cleaner, simpler, it's a little bit easier to work with. And I I will say this, we can have that debate whether designers should code or not code, but investing your time in Framer is a win-win situation. And what I mean by that is, while you're learning Framer, you're learning how to code. So if you end up not liking Framer, or it just doesn't fit into your daily designer workflow, Uh, Guess what you just learned how to code and now you're understanding a different world and a different part of how we build products and to me that's super awesome it'll just open your eyes and make you think in a different way while you're designing
0: if you're old school there's a lot of similarities to flex you know in terms of like the way things organize the layers versus coding thing and whatnot. But yeah, no less.
1: And yeah. And I will say this uh, because of the coding aspect of it, if you if you don't come from code or a coding background such as myself, um, there will be a learning curve and that's OK. Shout out to my Framer 4 group at LinkedIn who we code and learn Framer like every week. So shout out to them. But um, with that said, one of my favorite features with Framer and one of the reasons why I like Framer is they're always you know pushing themselves to, to that limit. Right. And that new feature is called Handoff, which is a feature that will help you deliver native precise code to your developers. So that's super cool. Um, it's new, um, I haven't had the chance to use it yet, but from what I've heard, it's it's been pretty amazing. Um, so Origami and Framer, I would say, are probably the best two prototyping tools that if you invest your time in, you will shine in your prototypes. Exactly. So let's get into our top three prototyping tools. John, you can list these in order or you can just tell me what your top three is.
0: All right. So I'm going to be a little dramatic about it and then, it. like list mine in reverse order. Okay. Starting from three. I like it. All right. So my number three prototyping tool is going to cheat a tie. And this tie is between the framer and origami. Wait,
1: what's that? I hear something. There's people booing. Because no one likes it. (laughs) No one likes
0: it. I have to give a tie because I honestly still haven't decided which one I like best between these two tools. They're, They're both essentially the same thing in feature sets in some degree, but it's just a different way of putting together prototypes. Yeah. So one con to me with Framer is that, you know, sometimes you can get a little bit obsessed with uh you know just constantly you know adding to it and adding to it and making it better and better rather than focusing on the objective that you have at hand yeah i have seen that issue come up over and over again and so you know it's it's hard to limit yourself with Framer since it is very code-based especially for Mm -hmm. me you know i end up building like a full-out application that i could do essentially nothing with and you know and to some degree that same thing happens with origami but just Mm -hmm. not as bad so origami is a little bit easier for me to limit myself Mostly because of noodle frustration, you know, after a certain amount of noodles, uh, you know, going yeah. zigzagging across the place. You're like, all right, you know, this is at a good place. <laughs> so I'm done. Yeah. But both incredible tools. My number two prototyping tool is Hype, just because it's a great balanced tool. You can do so much in such a quick amount of time. And it just reminds me so much of Flash. And I nice. love the fact that you can export things to HTML5 yeah. and, you know, that my, you know, researchers on the team can actually um, test it in any device that they happen to have. It's super cool. And my number one prototyping tool is, drum roll, Microsoft Word, son, because Microsoft Word is awesome for prototyping. You can do so much in it, you can bring in images, you can make them fly all across, (laughs) you know, pop in that Word art over top of it. It is so incredible. Microsoft Word, shout out to Microsoft, best prototyping tool, I'm totally joking. My number Mm -hmm. one prototyping tool is Flinto, Um, because I think Flinto has a little bit of everything. It allows you to do at least 85% of what you need to get done in most mobile applications, and it allows you to do it in less than an hour in most cases, and yeah. so I you know I can't deny the fact that it is the most efficient of so the tools good. because you can do this stuff without wasting a whole lot of time in it agreed, so Dennis, what are your top prototyping tools?
1: So I have a tie for all number one. they're all tied at number one <laughs> <laughs> I have no three, I just have one
0: all right and does that include Microsoft Word? <laughs> Please tell me no, that includes it's not Microsoft on Word. The list. Well, there's this new Clippy tool in Microsoft where it allows you to just like throw Clippy over top of all your prototypes and he as the Nux where he'll like explain the interface for you without you even having to do anything. This tool is so sick. It's lit. I,
1: it's lit. I, I, Clippy needs clip. Cl- <laughs> Clippy needs clip. So my top three, my top three, I'm going to start with InVision. Um, as I mentioned before, InVision has mastered to be just good enough. And that's why it's my number three. We use it across LinkedIn. I use it with PMs, developers, designers, and and I love it. It's a great tool, but I will make it my number three. Number two, I have to give it to Flinto. I just love this tool. Like I said earlier, it's becoming um, just like this amazing tool. It, it's gotten better with the with the latest release. Um, it, it's become my go-to prototyping tool outside of work. Um, I love the interface. Um, I like that it doesn't have a timeline approach and the community is getting bigger and I'm a big, big fan of the behavior design feature. Number for, one. Yeah, for number one, I have to give it to Framer. Framer continues to you know, push itself as far as trying to be the best. Um, incredible features such as the handoff feature. Um, and it, it's just a really good tool. Um, I'm currently learning the tool myself. I'm impressed with it every day. Um, the time invested into code has been really fun. So I I have to give Framer my my number one. Awesome. yeah.
0: And we'll probably keep you up to date in this too if this ever changes as time goes along. There's a lot of great tools on the way right now. Like Google is putting together a new tool combining features of Pixate with form called Stage. And so uh, look out for that. We're going Mm -hmm. to definitely review that when that comes out to the public. Should be out this summer. Yeah. Yeah. And we probably are also going to get Adobe XD on the list because, you know, they're doing a lot of great things over there and finally putting things together in a very cohesive form at at Adobe. So, yeah, we're look out for that.
1: Um, And the other one that I'm also interested in is Kite Composer which is kind of like this new kid on the block. It's a mix of like a time-based time, time based approach to prototyping as well as a design feature inside of it. So it's like sketch mixed with hype, mixed with principle or something. Nice, some I craziness. haven't heard it's of a, that one. It's like a super prototyping tool. Nice. Oh, um, by the way,
0: Dennis didn't mention Super Proto. Yeah, Super Proto. <laughs> <laughs> super
1: Proto's right. I, I think I just did with Kite Composer. Um, so we'll keep our eye out on for Google Stage, Kite Composer, and more of Adobe XD.
0: And Super Proto.
1: So that's all for today's episode. If you have any questions, if you want to talk to John and I or want some design news, maybe you should join our design community by following our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash friends who design. You can find me on Twitter at Dennis Camacho and make sure to find me on LinkedIn at Dennis Camacho as well. Where can they find you, John?
0: On Twitter and Facebook, I'm at John Angelo and I'm also google.com forward slash plus John Angelo. My website is johnangelo.com.
1: Our apologies to Johnny Ive. We ran out of time. Sorry, Johnny. Until next time. Cheers.
0: Yes, and there are only two tool, tools. Yes, and there are only two tools left. Only two tools in our list of level four. Let's start from the top. Tool and two tools. <laughs> two tools. Two
1: tools. <laughs> and it's two tools. choo, choo. <laughs> Two tools. Two tools. <laughs> two tools. <laughs> two tools.